0: Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 34, is your home depressing you? If it is, I want you to listen to this episode, and I'm going to give you five things to help you work through it. This episode was actually inspired by a conversation I had with a friend a few weeks ago. She's not a professional organizer. She's just a super kind-hearted person. She was telling me that she's been noticing some of the people in her life are really struggling with clutter, and she told me a story about how she went to someone's home, and she walked in. And was kind of taken aback by the amount of clutter everywhere. She walked into the kitchen, had noticed all of the kitchen counters had a lot of clutter on them. And it was a type of clutter that had been there for quite some time. And according to her, that clutter kind of spilled over into the pantry area. That was, again, very disorganized. And it had a lot of expired um, foods and products in there. So being the very super sweet, kind-hearted person that she is, she had offered um, to help kind of tidy up and get some order. And so they graciously graciously accepted her offer and um, yeah, she helped them kind of get some order back into their kitchen, into one area of their home. So she had reached out to me and as a professional organizer, just to kind of talk about that experience and see what my thoughts were. And I told her, not surprised. Any other time, very normal. I mean, that's a very common call that I've had um, throughout my years as a professional organizer. Is just going in and obviously helping people kind of work through clutter. Um, of course, here we are in uh, at the time of this recording, August of uh, 2020. And I'm definitely not surprised that this is something that people are struggling with. We are home um, for most of us more than normal. And if you're someone that is home and home is not always your sanctuary or home overwhelms you, um, it's not surprising if clutter is starting to build up. Also, in addition to being at home, we have a lot of uncertainty thrown our way, don't we? Um, I know in my own personal circles of friends and family, I've been noticing that people are overwhelmed and struggling in a lot of different areas of their lives. I've ha- seen um, people have relationship and marital issues. Um, money issues, struggles with weight, struggles with jobs and careers. I mean, there's a lot of pain out there and a lot of times when we're dealing with emotional pain that also comes out and manifests itself into clutter, into our home and into our lives. So if this is something that you are really struggling with, I am here to tell you, you are normal. You are more normal than you probably realize. And I hope that helps you feel less alone and less afraid. And I hope it kind of gives you a little bit of encouragement to start to tackle some of it. And I'm going to give you some actionable tips in tackling this in this podcast episode. I also want to just address for a moment that I know and understand that there is a lot of shame that comes um, when you have a lot of clutter in your home. Again, something that I've encountered and witnessed many, many times as a professional organizer. Um, when you call yourself or name the name of your business, One Organized Mama, Um It definitely brings out um, those people that love to judge. And so I think a lot of that shame comes from judgment of others, completely understand. And I've seen it happen so many times um, and definitely have encountered it myself. So again, if shame is adding to that depression, like you're kind of looking at things and like, I just don't know where to start but everyone in my life is looking at me and judging me and I should know what to do. This isn't rocket science. This is stuff that I should be able to tackle. Again, let me give you permission to just give yourself a little bit of a break. Those feelings, those thoughts are more normal than you realize. Again, you are not alone. So in this episode, I'm going to give you five actionable tips. These are tips that you absolutely need to implement into your life if this is something that you are struggling with. In fact, even if you are one of those people and your home is what you believe to be a level of perfect, I encourage you to keep listening too because I am sure there are areas of your life That needs some improvement, and you might learn something from this because I go into it more into just your home. I actually kind of dive into some other areas of our lives. So let's get started. Okay, the first thing that I want you to realize when I'm going over these tips is that these are habits. You can Google experts out there. I mean, everyone's an expert, right? About um, what is the whole psychology and science behind habits. Um, I've read everything from a habit takes 21 days before it sticks all the way to like six weeks. The whole point of this podcast episode is that what I'm trying to teach you is that these five things that I'm going to go through are are meant to create healthy habits in your life. These healthy habits will help you start to face some of those overcoming or those overwhelming challenges that you have, not just in your home, but in, again, some other areas of our life. Because if anything we've learned in 2020, 2020 is like a big, bright spotlight, And if there's any area of our life where we're a little weak, or we haven't put as much attention into as we should have, 2020 is like a spotlight that has shown us those weak areas of our life. And so if that's you, again, you might listen and learn something from this episode. So again, all of these things, these actionable actionable tips I'm going to give you are habits I want you to implement. Um, For some of them, they're going to be done every day and others just kind of on an as-needed basis. So number one, I want you every single day to tidy your home. You don't have to tidy your entire home. You only have to tidy your home for 20 minutes Here's how it works. It's called the 20 minute tidy. I want you to grab a trash bag and an empty laundry basket. And I just want you to pick a, a probably like a common area of your home kitchen, family room. In some homes, those are two rooms that are sort of adjacent to each other. It is an hour. So you have your laundry basket that's empty and your trash bag that's empty. And you start a timer for 20 minutes. I want you just to clean, just to put stuff away, wipe things down, whatever you can do in 20 minutes. If you live in a home with other people, especially children, they need to be a part of this routine. So you get your entire family involved and say for 20 minutes, we are going to tidy our home. Start the timer and then just start doing it throw away the trash put stuff away if you have items that are um belong in other parts of your house i don't want you to run and go put those away i want you to put those items into the laundry basket the empty laundry basket that you have next to you and the whole point of that is i don't want you running all over your house and get distracted I want you just to focus on like the common areas, the areas that get the messiest in your home, sort of those dumping grounds in your home. And I want you to tackle them 20 minutes every single day. When you first start this, are you gonna be able to have everything clean of the 20 minutes? No, that's okay. Let go of it. You still have tomorrow. You can tackle more tomorrow. Again, what I'm trying to do in this is to teach you a new habit. I want you to focus on just getting in the habit of tidying your house 20 minutes a day. And when you first start this, there's going to be some yelling. There's going to be like, Hey, he's sitting on the couch and not helping. Um, or like, how long does it take you to put a pair of shoes away? You know? So there's going to be a lot of kind of chaos. It's okay. I've been doing this with my family for, I don't know how many years. And when all the kids are home, um, they kind of know that our 20-minute tidy comes right after dinner. And there's always arguing or there's always always someone trying to slack and like take 15 minutes to feed the dog or whatever. So that's okay. Again, just kind of try to keep everyone motivated. Like my job when we do our 20-minute tidy is I'm kind of the overseer of everybody to get them going and stuff. And this is a good habit to just get your entire household into get everyone used to doing it hopefully you can find a time of the day that works best where everyone's at home and like for us for the most part that's right after dinner so every single day I want you to turn a timer on and just tidy a common area for 20 minutes that is step number one step number two I'm going to go into this a little bit in detail but it's three daily tasks If you are really struggling and you're really struggling in your home and you don't know where to start, I want you to start with this one task every single day. And that task is, I want you to make your bed. I have been doing this for years and I tell you, it is there is something magical that happens when you have one space in your home that's just neat and tidy. Um, and you can do this even in the most crazy chaotic schedules. My husband works a really crazy um swing shift schedule. I'm usually up about 5 30 in the morning, and there are literally, it's not uncommon for him to roll in from work between 5 and 6 a.m. Um normally he's home between 1 and 3 a.m. But again, maybe two or three times a month, he doesn't get home until about six o'clock in the morning. So he deals with a lot of call out and different things like that. Even though he's going to bed some mornings when I am getting up to start my day, I will still go back and I will make my bed that afternoon when he is out of it and he's up and getting ready for work. Um, there's just something about, again, having one task completed just gives you some kind of pep in your step when you're like, you know what? I got that done. I feel... That I've accomplished something today. Also, I personally just think there's something really nice about getting into a nice made bed when you go to bed at night, as opposed to like a big jumbled set of blankets and stuff. So again, it just kind of does something to you. But the very first thing, if you don't know where to start, I want you to start with that. Make your bed every single day. Now, this is three daily tasks, right? Once you're in the habit of making that bed every single day, you can start to add in two more things that you will start to get done every day. For me, it's a load of laundry, and it's getting the kitchen cleaned at some point during my day. Some days, it's nice, like kitchen is spotless before I go to bed, Other days, that just means like at least a load got run through the dishwasher. Whatever it is, again, make it a habit and implement. Once you have the bed done, add a second thing and then add a third thing. And there are days where the only things I was able to get done in my house were our 20-minute tidy and then my three daily tasks and I have felt like a million bucks, even though the day felt super crazy, you do have time to get this stuff done. Between the daily tasks and the 20 minute tidying, we're talking like less than an hour. I mean, I know a laundry takes longer than that, but the part where you have to be involved in that laundry, you know, putting the, the clothes in the washer dryer and then folding and putting away doesn't take more than 15 or 20 minutes for one load. So again, these are habits I want you to get involved in. I want you to do these things because by doing these new habits, it starts to help you deal with some of the emotional stuff. And moving on to that, and we'll dive deeper into that in step number three, I want you to focus on decluttering. I have a 12-month declutter guide that I have available on my website I think, um, again, at the time of this recording, my website's in a big transition, so if it's not available on my website, happy to email this to you for free. It's just a one-page, 12-month declutter guide. Here's how it works. I want you to pick one space in your home that you just focus on decluttering that month. You don't have to declutter it every single day. I don't care if you declutter it once you know, during that month or four times or six times or whatever. The whole point is, is that every area in your house does need some purging and decluttering throughout the year. You get to choose what that space is. If you want to start on the first of the very next month, you can do that. I had a conversation with somebody recently had taken one of my classes and she said that this actually felt a little overwhelming to her. And I was like, really? What's overwhelming about it? I mean, it's like focus on one space to declutter. But what she was doing was super way overthinking this. She was like, well, I just feel like I should be able to get more done in one month than that. Well, that is not the point. My point is this. Yes. Can you declutter your entire home in a month? Yes. Technically you could. But are you going to? Is it reasonable? Probably not. The whole point again is just to get you into some of these healthy, productive habits. And so if you're just focusing on one space at a month, you can, if there's another space that's kind of just like glaring, it's okay to wait till the next month to do that. Or my gosh, if you really need to get in there and do some decluttering, do it. The whole point again is I'm just trying to get you to implement some of these productive habits into your life. So you don't have to overanalyze. You don't have to be so regimented and stuck in some of this. Again, I'm just giving you some key helpful tips that just help bring some productivity in your life and help you manage some of this stuff that feels very overwhelming. Okay, so 12-month declutter guide. Again, you get to choose the order. There's some blank spaces there if you have some specific areas in your home that I haven't listed on my guide, and then you just put a date completed and again, it's something that makes you feel accomplished because I think sometimes in a lot of this, like we have to give ourselves our own pat on the back. Like no one's going to be like, hey, Janelle, good job for organizing your master bedroom closet. Nobody really cares. But sometimes I have to like give myself, you know, my own little high five and and say good job to myself. And so um, if that's something you want to do. Oh, and also on that, speaking of that, if you do decide to do... To do some decluttering in your life, always go on the One Organized Mama Instagram or Facebook and share a photo. On Instagram, just do the hashtag One Organized Mama and show me your before and after or just show me your after and like show me that you've decluttered a space. And you can also do it on my Facebook page as well on One Organized Mama. All right, number four. This is my all-time favorite tip. This is a tip that I definitely use on myself when I have a project or something that I just absolutely dread doing. And it's my timer technique. Love it. Favorite tip that I've used with clients. I've introduced it to so many people. Absolutely all-time favorite tip. And this is why. Something happens again when you use a timer. It's kind of like the 20 minute um, tidy. When you turn on a timer, it does something for you. So if you're someone that struggles with concentration or focus, when you turn a timer on, I know I can say from personal experience something clicks in my brain where. Number one, I'm like, you know what? This actually feels manageable. If I only have to do this for 10, 15, 20 minutes, I can do it. And then I'll be really accomplished and I'll feel very accomplished afterwards. The other thing that happens, which I always think is kind of funny, is that I have this like psychological thing and maybe it's like my competitive spirit, but I have to like finish the task before the timer dings. And so, like, I'll look at a project and I'll be like, oh, this is probably I probably get this done about 15 minutes. I'll set my timer to 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden, it's a race to beat the timer. And so nothing else matters. Like, I am not distracted by looking at my notifications on my phone. I can't hear what's on the TV downstairs. I am hyper-focused on getting that project done and beating that timer. And so Again, if it's something that you struggle with as far as like getting started in a project and not being able to finish it, I highly encourage that you do the timer technique. Um, 20 minutes is what I suggest to everybody. That's about a little bit less than 20 minutes is the average adult attention span. Um, I have some people that swear by 25. I mean, whatever works for you. The whole point, again, is implementing a little habit. Implementing something that you can actually do that actually works to get productive, to feel productive, to get some of these tasks done. Okay, so those are my four actionable tips for actually tackling projects in your home. Now, step number, or excuse me, tip number five, we're going to take a little bit of a step back for a moment and we're going to look at your whole life. If you're familiar with my philosophy: I really, truly believe that time management is the foundation for being organized. Again, this comes from years of working with clients, hundreds of clients um, throughout, you know, my time as a professional organizer, and noticing that there was definitely a link between when someone was really struggling and had a lot of clutter in their home or their home just felt very disorganized in general, there was definitely a link to other areas of their life. And a lot of those areas were really, really um, emotional and they were struggles. Um, One client in particular, um, when I was first introduced with her, I just, I could tell there was something like in the family, something very strange Something very unsettling, even though from the outside, they seem to kind of have it all. Well, it turns out about a year into working with them, they ended up getting a divorce. And I can say I wasn't super, super surprised when they told me. Um, and so if clutter is really in your home, you're just finding a lot of anxiety, depression, a lot of overwhelming feelings, I want you to to do this exercise. I want you to take a step back and recognize that your life encompasses a lot of different areas. It encompasses not just your home, but your family, your social and hobby aspect of your life, physical health, your financial, your work, and what I like to call quiet time. And I'll go into quiet time a little bit more in depth in just a moment. But first, let's kind of take a look at these different areas. These are what I call the time buckets. If there is an area of your life that you're putting a lot of time into, chances are you're probably neglecting some of the other areas of your life. And then again, by neglecting those areas, it's causing some kind of chaos and disorganization in your life. So that's kind of what the gist of all of this is. So for instance, um, again, you can go back to you know the the relationship issues that a lot of people have. and I think for most of us, we've known people, we've seen this in their life, like things seem to be going well, and then things just didn't seem to be going quite so well. And so you started to see there was either some, you know, issues around the house or like you would go over for a visit and there was just things seemed out of sorts, out of place. And then it turns out like they had this major, you know, thing that was going on kind of behind the scenes, this big emotional thing. And um, that's actually, again, really common and again, very common in 2020. Um, that big spotlight, that 2020 spotlight that has kind of um, really highlighted some areas of our lives where we're like, oops, guess I need to kind of give some time to that and get that under control and in order. Um, One of the areas I'll share a personal story that just happened with me last week, last Sunday in fact, I was really struggling last Sunday. Um, Last Wednesday or this past Wednesday, we drove my daughter up to college. So big, big life transition, right? So another, so I have three kids. So my second one is now little birdie out of the nest. And so we're left with one little birdie at home. Well, last Sunday, I felt like I was prepared. I mean, I was sad. Last Sunday, I was like on the floor stressed about it. I mean, kind of like in a very unusual way, like I couldn't snap myself out of it. And I was like, what is going on with me? I was grumpy with the kids. Um, My husband was at work and I just, I couldn't snap out of it. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, I kind of did this practice. I knew obviously I was stressed that my daughter was leaving. I was having all of those very anxious feelings about like, have I prepared her enough for this? Like, are we doing the right thing? Sending her to college? I mean, you know, I feel like you can do nothing right. We keep one kid home and there's the world's mad at us. We let another one go. The world's mad at us. I mean, we can do no right by anything. We're just like trying to figure it out. So we had um, discussed with her um, dad and with her and we just all decided this was the right thing for her to do was to go ahead and um leave for college this fall. So um I had accepted that, but just still things just weren't feeling right for me and stuff, and I just couldn't figure it out and granted, the past few weeks have been super, super crazy because we're you know preparing for this and transitioning and figuring out like this new chapter for us. And um, again, I was super snappy and stuff. So I kind of was like, what is going on with me? I had to kind of assess all of the different areas. Like, I feel like we're ready. We're pretty organized. We've bought stuff. You know, we're ready financially, all of these different areas. And then I just kind of realized it was something with me. I needed that family time. So I needed to focus on that family bucket. And I also needed to focus on that physical and health bucket a little bit for me. I had um, started out the summer pretty well getting into a good exercise routine. And with the craziness of my daughter leaving um, and trying to work, and we also are homeschooling our youngest, uh, that my own personal routine was a little out of whack. And so... (laughs) funny enough, it happened to also be the same day. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, that Death Valley hit 130 degrees. So like the highest temperature recorded on earth ever. Well, that was the same day I told the kids, I was like, look, I'm mom's grumpy. I'm still in a bad mood. I don't want to be in a bad mood. We only have a few days left together before uh, Megan goes off to college. So let's grab my nine-year-old's bike. Let's go on a walk. And the kids were like, are you crazy. It's a thousand degrees outside. And I'm like, it's 645 at night. The sun will be going down soon. Let's go on a little route that we have that's near our house. And it's like a nice little route for like walking and cycling and stuff. And I told my daughter, like you and I can do some talking and I just need to get out and get some exercise. I just need to like clear my head a little bit. And um, because it's been so hot, the kids have been inside a lot. And I was like, and I think we could all benefit from just getting outside a little. So I was able to convince them. We loaded up the bike, we went out there, and we did like a three and a half mile hike um, near our home. And it was so cleansing for me. I think I needed to just have that one-on-one time with her where my youngest was just riding his bike. He, He was ahead of us, we could keep an eye on him. But he wasn't an earshot. He wasn't a part of the conversation. We didn't have like other family members and friends like chirping in our ears. Like she and I could just focus on each other, um, make sure that we talked about some of that stuff, just really spend some of that quality time together. And because I was out there and I was really getting a workout, I was kind of just working out some of that stuff, that emotional stuff so that I wasn't an emotional wreck for my family. And so we did it and we came home like dripping. I mean, we were even dripping. I don't even think there was sweat. We were just like, our clothes were just glued to our bodies because it was so hot outside. But I will tell you, it was the most refreshing thing and I'm so grateful that I did it. I'm grateful that I was feeling that depression and that anxiety and I couldn't figure it out i was grateful for the practice that I have set in place for myself where I was able to take a step back and look at all the different areas of my life and pull out a couple of areas, put some very valuable time into those. Again, my family bucket and my physical bucket. And I tell you, even though this week was still really, really difficult as it is anytime your child grows up and leaves. Um... I was able to manage it. It felt manageable. And there were still some tears throughout the week, especially driving up there like don't listen to like Billy Joel songs or anything like when you're taking your kid to college. I was a wreck <clears throat> through a couple <laughs> of those songs. But the whole point is is that I was able to to kind of assess for myself where I needed to put some time and some focus. So, that being said, the bucket that I would like you to focus on for step number five, tip number five, is your quiet time bucket. I would like you to get in the practice. It doesn't have to be done every day. It doesn't have to be done every week, in fact. If you could get this practice done every couple of weeks, you know, maybe twice a month, maybe even once a month. Where you are just sitting in some peace and quiet for a few minutes, even five minutes is good enough. You don't have to put a timer on unless you really need to. And just kind of take an inventory of your life. Just kind of assess all of the different areas of your life. Where are you needing to give a little bit of time and attention to? How are you going to do it? Um, I have a great practice with my time management journal where you can actually go through and write down this stuff. I encourage you to do it in silence. Don't do it with anyone nearby. Sometimes I have to like just go outside or I have to just go sit in my office for a few minutes when I need to do this. Um, I don't do it with music. I don't do it with my phone, so I don't hear the chirping or beeping of my phone. Um, but give yourself The gift of just a little bit of quiet time throughout your life, especially if depression and anxiety are something that you're really struggling with, just kind of, it can be very cleansing. Again, don't sit and do it for a long period of time. The whole point is for it to become a habit and a practice of just kind of like, where do I need to put some of my time and my energy into and I'm grateful again that I did that last Sunday when I was really struggling with the, the emotions um, of just kind of removing myself from my kids and be like, w- where do I need to be right now? And I'm grateful that I kind of took an inventory of my list, realized that I need a little extra time with my daughter and getting out and getting some physical exercise was really going to help me. So get into the practice of that. And that is my final tip. So I'll do a really quick recap. Number one, I want you to tidy your home for 20 minutes every single day. Number two, I want you to make your bed every day. This is implementing a productive habit into your life. Once you have that habit down, you can introduce up to two more things, only three total of three daily tasks that you get done in your home on a daily basis. Number three, I want you to start focusing on decluttering your home. You cannot get organized unless you have clutter is is being managed. It's, you know, something that you're keeping at bay. Number four, you can focus on a project if you use a timer. And try not to go beyond 20 minutes with that timer. Number five is give yourself the gift of some quiet time. Use this time to take inventory of your life. Look at all of the different areas of your life. Do a little bit of brainstorming. After the quiet time's done, if you need to go and just write down some thoughts to get some of that brainstorming stuff out of your head, That's a great practice to start to get into. So again, if you're feeling the depression, if you're feeling anxiety, there are things that you can do to work through some of this. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I clearly know that this is all from personal experience and working with clients, all of the different clients that I've worked with throughout the years. Um, I want to thank my friend out there who inspired this episode. Again, if this is something that you're struggling with, I want to give you a ray of hope to let you know that you are not alone and that you are more normal than you think. This is a very normal place to be um, no matter what the year is. So thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. Um, thank you for those who've given me a five-star rating. That was a nice surprise to see when I uh, took a look at that. If you guys have any ideas or you have any topics that you'd like me to discuss, feel free to to email me at any time or um, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, One Organized Mama. I hope you all are doing well out there and Just don't forget that you are not alone and there is always some help for you out there. Just, you know, reach out anytime you need it. Thanks again.